the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It is 6.03, and this is Frank McKay filling in for Arthur Adala. Don't worry, he'll be back tomorrow. In the meanwhile, we have a, a great show, a bunch of guests here today, and uh, very grateful to be guest hosting here for Arthur. I've been a guest on this show several times, and he's just got a wonderful show, and you know, we thank Joan Pelzer. Uh, all the time, the executive producer of the show. She's just amazing. And on the other side of the glass is uh, Alex Garrett. And hey, Alex, how are you? How are you tonight, Frank? You know, I've heard you on the show a few times. Looking forward to hearing you host the show tonight. How, how's it feel to be on that end of the spectrum this evening? Well, it's great. You guys are uh, fantastic here, and I'm thrilled to to be sitting in. But I, I don't want anybody tuning in and, and panicking that uh, author's not going to be here tomorrow. He'll be here tomorrow, right? We're, we're certain. We're almost certain that he'll be here tomorrow. Pretty sure, exactly. Yeah, and uh, we do have some great guests, and uh, a regular of the show is Chief Michael Kemper, and he's absolutely terrific, uh, NYPD Chief of Transit, and he'll be talking to us uh, real soon. Uh, also, Congressman Andrew Garbarino will be talking about 9-11 and, and funding that uh, shamefully, uh, you know, sometimes gets ignored, but these guys are putting it together. He's got a bipartisan group together and and Congressman Andrew Garbarino uh, doing the right thing with the 9-11 fund. Uh, then also Erin uh, Moriarty will be here a little later and she is multi Emmy Award winner from CBS and 48 Hours is her show. And then a little later after that to add some levity is Jackie the Joke Man Martling. We'll talk about his documentary coming up. And when I've been on the show, I've, I've talked mostly about my hometown of Suffolk or my home county of Suffolk, and we've talked about the, the serial killing, the Long Island serial killing LISC, as we call it, uh, and or Gilgo. And just recently, our, our former police chief made us proud once again, right? Jim Burke, who was appointed by our Kern County Executive, Steve Ballone, and uh, Jim Burke, well, and I'm saying it tongue-in-cheek, of course, but Jim Burke was found uh, soliciting a, uh, a police officer, uh, male, uh, thinking he was a male prostitute, and, uh, of course, he'll be arraigned on 9-11 of, of all times. But anyway, that is is part of our shame on Suffolk, and we've talked about it here on this show, and we talk about it on my show, 
I have a nationally syndicated show, and we do quite a bit of Lisk, Gilgo, Beach, uh, serial killing talk. And, and what we focused on, and what we've always focused on, on my show, has been the cover-up, has been the obstruction of what was going on. We never knew who Rex Uerman was. I never heard his name until that morning when everybody else started hearing the name. And we were the first to announce it, and we were the first to come up with it. But still, I had no idea who the guy was. What we talked about is the serial killing cover-up and the obstruction of what was going on. And uh, there was a great piece the other night on WABC by Frank Morano. Uh, he had a, a gentleman named Guy Malone on. And that guy, Guy Malone, uh, talked about his wife and Jimmy Burke uh, running a prostitution ring. Anybody... That that's interested in f- fitting in, in some of these pieces, check out Morano's piece. Uh, he's he's right on it. He fits in a big piece of it, and it is disturbing, but it's absolutely great. Um, Frank McKay here once again, author of Dalla, and uh, he'll be back here tomorrow, and you'll be talking to a bunch of people as we come back. We'll be back after this. We all know summer is coming to an end, which means Invite Health is having our annual Labor Day buy one, get one free sale. The sale is on now. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Say hello to the change of seasons the right way by learning more about how to stay healthy from me, Dr. Amanda Williams, right here on AM 970 The Answer. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Give us a call to order by phone or to speak with a degreed healthcare professional seven days a week at 800 That's 800-673-2345. Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person, by phone, or by video. Take advantage of Invite's limited-time, buy-one-get-one-free Labor Day sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Invite Health. Get healthy. Stay healthy. Let's talk about Connors and Sullivan. We all know that planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Correct. On my birthday, on your birthday, the soon as possible, that's the way to go. You may need a will, a trust, a power of attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, an estate plan. The goal of Connors & Sullivan Attorneys is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. So visit them for a free, no-obligation consultation. Call Connors & Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Or visit their website, connorsandsullivan.com. And remember what Mike Connor says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or odyssey.com. 
Frank McKay here once again, filling in for Arthur Adala. He'll be back tomorrow, don't worry. But in the meanwhile, we have one of the best in the business. She is a multiple Emmy Award winner. Uh, I, I don't even know where to start with Erin uh, Moriarty. She's just absolutely as good as it gets and as good as they get. They're not making any more of her. And she has been talking about Lisk, the Gilgo Beach killings, for a very long time when nobody else was talking about it. 48 Hours was doing great work on the subject. And, and now, of course, with the, the arrest of Rex Human where we're going to have people, and we have people from all over the world chiming in on it. But Erin Moriarty is our very special guest here. Erin, how are you? I'm great, and I'm very happy to be here. And I'm happy to talk about the Long Island serial killer, because you make a good point. I think the real reason why we started on it so early was it always had bothered me that Richard Dormer, I, you know, he seemed like a perfectly lovely man, except he made this point early on that almost like ordinary people didn't have to worry about this killer, separating people from the victims of this killer. And that bothered me because I got to know the families of these four women, and they were daughters and mothers and sisters and beloved. And it really bothered me that it seemed like the commissioner was separating these victims as not the same as everybody else. Yeah, you, you bring up a great point. I always say if this was Marsha, Jan, and Cindy, if these were cheerleaders, they would have been, uh, there would be peasants with pitchforks in the, uh, in, in the streets demanding this happen. It, it wouldn't even have come to that. Uh, people would be demanding it, and they would have gotten attention right away. It's the fact that they're sex workers and uh, and and the somehow some way uh, law enforcement and and the politicians out here were able to turn this into a cold case and i think the next set of things that are coming up are going to be why did it take so long would you agree that the next wave of this is going to be why did this take to, uh, take us so long to get here well, yes, but I think the answer, sadly, is right in front of us. Um, I will. What makes me think? I think about the Idaho case, um, where you have those four students, and just how that became a national story right away. While this was allowed to kind of languish. But I think the real reason, I, I don't think it's a mystery of why it took so long. There were some very, very good investigators early on who cared about this. I, I only learned from from working on this case that when Megan Waterman disappeared way before they realized, months before they realized that she was the victim of a serial killer, they did investigate the case. Um, they charged her boyfriend with trafficking, even though they did not uh, find any evidence that he was involved in her, her disappearance. But they did care about these women individually. But then what happened when it became this big case, as we all sadly know, we had a uh, police chief um, of the Suffolk County Police Department who had so many problems of his own and for reasons that no one can really explain, pulled Suffolk County uh, PD out of the task force even though in 2012 the FBI had done this great job of focusing, at least pinpointing where they believed that the uh, serial killer lived, Massapequa Park. And it was because of the FBI's great 
research driving up and down the uh, streets to figure out why would certain phone calls ping on certain cell towers. And yet the police chief at that time decided to pull Suffolk County out and lost some really valuable time. And then even though there was, I think, some, uh, you know, we had other police commissioners who were all well-intentioned, it wasn't until you had full-time investigators and a task force that took this very seriously that we had a result so quickly. And and it's troubling because we know that information was available back in 2011, 2012. Uh, Listen, well said. Uh, Did you ever at any point think this would go unsolved? Yes, I feared it. I did. I was very concerned about it, mainly because, I mean, some of it, it really is not the fault of investigators. You're you're investigating the deaths of women who use um, prepaid phones, um, and so it's harder to, and, and they don't tell someone where they're going. Um, so it makes it a little more difficult for investigators to uh, trace the last steps of these victims. Um, but again, the FBI did a great job of of tracking, luckily, um, one of the very first investigators on Maureen Brainerd Barnes' disappearance, he called her cell phone and trying to see if he could get any um, voicemail. And that was a ping that helped the FBI figure out where her phone was at the time. Um, and so, um, you know, even though it was very difficult to try to track the last steps of these women, um, uh, they did do some great work in the beginning. Yeah, no, no doubt there. By the way, the I think a big breakthrough in the the coverage of this came when you had Jerry Hart on your on your show on Forty Eight Hours. Uh, uh, tell us about that. Jerry Hart again was the uh, FBI, um, the, the leader of the FBI out here, the lead agent in and- in Suffolk County. Right, and then became the police commissioner. Um, Well, what was great about uh, Geraldine Hart is that um, she realized that there's always, I guess there's a disagreement um, among investigators. Do you keep everything close to the chest so that you keep information hidden and you can really determine you have stuff that only the real killer would know? I understand that. But I think she was of the school that this had been quiet too long, and so she brought out the belt, um, trying to get um, uh, any kind of new clues, any new information. Um, But again, even when she reinstated a task force, it wasn't these investigators' only job. It really wasn't until, at least as far as I can understand, Ray Tierney and Rodney Harrison um, joined forces and brought in the New York State Police and brought in the Sheriff's Department um, and the Suffolk County Police Department um, and had full-time investigators that they could really get a break like this. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm, I don't know if they absolutely have the right suspect, but certainly the information they have is very compelling. 
Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you what, I'll be shocked if Rex uh, Hewerman is, uh, is not the suspect, at least for these four. And uh, we, we know that uh, Ms. Brain, uh, Brainerd Barn will, will be added to the, uh, to the fourth once they uh, get whatever it is that they're, they're looking to, to close down on. It's, uh, the others, the other uh, uh, remains, uh, I think, are going to be uh, disconnected from this. And, and quite frankly, when, uh, when all is said and done, I think Gilgo is going to be a, just a, dest- a, a, a location of where various remains uh, happened. I, I don't believe that one person killed all of these people. Your thoughts on that? Well, that, that's an interesting question. First, you have the, the idea that if, in fact, Rex Ewerman is a serial killer, it's hard to believe that he started at age 43. And so that would make you believe that there might be, again, only if, in fact, he is a killer. Um, I think the only thing that the evidence absolutely shows us is that he was leading certainly a double life that is you know, that wasn't apparent to the people who work with them. Um, but if, in fact, then it's it's hard to believe that he started killing at age 43. And so then you would think there has to be other victims. And when you look at some of the victims, um, one that uh, disappeared in 96 and um, another, Valerie Mack, who disappeared in 2000, You know, they fit that quote-unquote M.O., you know, the little petite um, uh, women, uh, you know, under five feet or just around five feet tall um, that seem to be, at least in the case of the Gilgo Four, certainly seem to fit three of those four. You know, it's interesting that you say that uh, when when you mention that uh, whether— you're questioning whether Hewerman is the correct suspect. Uh, do you really have doubts that it's uh, that Hewerman is uh, it, it could be guilty? It's not that. It's my job to have those doubts. Sure, you're, you're going to think I'm I'm nuts, Frank. But um, you know, we always talk about presumption of innocence. But the only way anyone ever gets that is if the reporters reflect it. The judges aren't going to the. You know, prosecutors certainly not. And it is our job. And I I really feel strongly that when I'm looking at evidence that is at this moment only presented by the prosecution, that I have to be question it. Yes, there's DNA, but it's mitochondrial DNA. And while there are very, which means just the DNA from uh, Rex Ewerman's mother's side, Uh, So there are other people who fit in that. Now, there might not be other people who had burner phones and other people who happen to be in the same location as the burner phones that reach out to these women. I mean, I realize that. But I do think it's our job to raise questions all the way until there is a trial and a jury makes a decision. It's our job. Uh, listen, great point, and uh, just keep up the great work. It's uh, always an honor talking to you, Aaron. Uh, you're terrific at what you do. Give us a website or a social media site where we could follow along with what you're doing. Well, CBS News, and it's 48 hours, and you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Paramount Plus, and you can find us every Saturday night at 10 p.m. on CBS News. So, um, and I'm if you do what used to be Twitter, formerly Twitter, now X. I'm at E.S. Moriarty. So, um, and I think that's the same with Instagram. But, um, you know, you and I will be talking a long time about this, Frank.
No doubt about it. Aaron, congrats on everything that you've done and and, uh, looking forward to the new specials coming up on 48 Hours. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Frank McKay here once again filling in for Arthur Adala. And he will be back tomorrow. Don't worry. But thrilled to, to be filling his seat for one day and very happy to have a wonderful public official here. And uh, he he covers Nassau and Suffolk County and, and not, not the whole entire thing, but he is uh, he had some pretty big shoes to fill Peter King. And I'll tell you what, he's uh, he's making Long Island proud and he has done a great job, and he is going to talk to us about 9-11, and that's Congressman Andrew Garbarino, and he's doing just tireless work down there with some others, and and, and I think uh, people will be very excited about what he has to report back. Congressman Garbarino, how are you? I'm doing great, uh, Frank. Uh, thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, well, great to have you. And uh, tell us about your legislation. And, uh, you know, we're, we're very happy. And listen, right around the corner as we're turning into into September, September 11th is right around the corner. And it's become a sacred day for us. And, and that fund uh, constantly needs to be watched. And we have to make sure that we don't we don't forget as time goes on. Well, absolutely. I mean, that was the. Uh that was the promise we all made. It's uh, crazy. That it's going to be the 22nd anniversary coming up, but we always said never forget. And, um, you know, one of the things, and you said that, you know, my predecessor, Pete King, one of the things he did in, in Congress was fight to, to establish the, the Zadroga uh, fund, the, the world trade center healthcare uh, program fund to make sure that the, you know, men and women. Oh, firemen, uh, all the volunteers who were down there, not just the day of, but were working on the pile uh, the weeks and months after those terrorist attacks, uh, they were taken care of because a lot of them, a lot of people uh, got sick They and they're still getting sick. Uh, so he established that fund and uh, you know, uh, uh, several years ago. And, uh, you know, now that uh, it's been 22 years almost, uh, more people, and you're from New York, more people are still getting sick. They're getting worse cancers. They're getting worse respiratory illnesses. Uh, and so this, uh, you know, this fund uh, that was established is facing a shortfall. And now, uh, 22 years later, these men and women who are getting these health care benefits um, are, are facing a possible cut. And um, myself and my colleagues are are fighting, and we have legislation in to, to stop that shortfall to make sure that these uh, these firemen, these cops, uh, these workers, these union workers, these even the residents who are there don't uh, don't face short uh, shortfall cuts uh, in their health care. They continue to get the not just the health care they need, but the health care they deserve for what they did that day and the and the weeks and months afterwards. Congressman, do you find that some of your colleagues, members from around the country, uh, take 9-11 less uh, religious than we do or uh, less seriously than we do or is it is it universally known that this is uh, this wasn't just an attack on New York this was an attack on America I think well everybody knows this was an attack on America I think everybody realizes that all my colleagues from all over the country both senators and, and and members of the house realize that what they don't realize is how many people are still getting sick 
um, they, they, they don't realize that there are still people dying every week um, from cancers and respiratory illnesses that they developed from, from working there that day. People are still getting, uh, you know, children who were there in the schools the days and weeks after are getting sick, um, you know, and and they need this health care. And what's crazy is it, it, people who helped out that day and those weeks and months afterwards, they weren't just from New York City or Long Island or New Jersey or Connecticut. They were from all over the country. And if you look at the health care program now, over 120,000 people um, are, are, are receiving health care from this. And they've had to go through all the tests. They had to show the proof that they were there. So this is not just somebody signing up. They had to prove that they were there. So there's 120,000 people from all over the country. I think at least one person from every congressional district. Uh, so every member of Congress you know, this affects a constituent of theirs. So, you know, they, the, the, uh, my colleagues all realize, you know, that the attack on 9-11 was an attack on the country. I think a lot of them don't realize that it's a lingering attack. The, the, the terrorist activities that they, the, the attack that day is still causing harm uh, to, you know, from I said, over 100,000 people. If you're just joining us, Frank McKay here filling in for Arthur Adala. And our very special guest is Congressman Andrew Garbarino. And we're talking about 9-11 and, and the bill to continue the funding for uh, the folks who need it. Uh, Congressman, I noticed that on this bill you have Senate members as well. And uh, this it looks like a very strong bill. You're going to have leadership from uh, from both major parties and and from both houses. Yeah, it's, it's great. You know, this is something that... You know, my my predecessor, Peter King, and um, Carol Maloney, former member, and, and Jerry Nadler uh, did when they were in the House. They worked together, bipartisan. This is for New York. Uh, they worked together. I'm working along with, um, you know, Congressman D'Esposito, a great new member, former New York City uh, cop, um, volunteer fireman who, you know, knows people, worked with people who uh, who were who were sick uh, from 9/11 from uh, from being there and uh, as well as well as um, Congressman Goldman and Nather continuing to help us on the Democratic side and um, uh, Senator Gillibrand and Schumer uh, on the Senate side and, and Senator Gillibrand has done a great job she helped us uh, last year get a billion dollars go to go towards the shortfall uh, we pushed through the House and, and she got it through the Senate and uh, this year. Um, Working alongside her and, and my colleagues in the House, uh, Congressman D'Esposito and the others, uh, we're trying to get another uh, $450 million to go towards the shortfall. Um, you know, because once we once we hit that, once we get rid of the shortfall, it's it, it should be fine. Um, it's just that so many people, more people are getting sick. The cost of health care is going up. And, and, and they're not just getting sick. They're, they're getting, you know, tough, uh, tough cancers. You know, not you know, not easily treated cancers. Things that really need a lot of focus, a lot, a lot of um, you know, a lot of doctors' appointments, a lot of uh, chemotherapy, a lot of medication. So, um, uh, so these you know, we're, we're there's extra, there's extra cost there. But again, you know, they were there on the pile. They were they were they were they're trying to get survivors out that day. They were trying to dig and find survivors. These people, you know, we made a promise to them never to forget. Uh, so it's our job. You know, this wasn't just an attack on New York, as you said before. It was an attack on the country, and we need to make sure that the people who stepped up uh, are taken care of. Congressman Andrew Garbarino, thank you very much for being here. Keep up the great work. 
Thanks so much, Frank. Thanks for, uh, for having me on. Congressman Andrew Garbarino, Frank McKay here, filling in for Arthur Adala. We'll be back after this. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the Tonight at 7, Legal Night fires up right on time, just in time for you to have the biggest legal stories of the day brought to you with expertise from legal all-star Imran Ansari and yours truly, Kevin McCullough. That's tonight at 7. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. Fitch, one of the big three rating services, has recently downgraded the credit rating of the U.S. government. Now, the rating is still high. We're not a junk bond yet, but this is still a concern. The media spun it as a response to Republican brinksmanship over the debt ceiling. Yet Fitch mentioned, well, how high our debt is. The Biden administration said the call was made based on outdated information. But the most recent information is even more damning as the Congressional Budget Office once again has raised its prediction of our long-term debt outlook. The reality is that rating agencies have been too slow, not too fast, to blow the whistle. Credit rating agencies depend directly on recognition by federal regulators. The SEC can put them out of business like that. They have every incentive to cut the feds some slack, which means they only cut the rating when the case to do so is strong. Our government needs to get serious about cutting spending and stop attacking the messengers. I'm Jerry Boyer. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg Floyd welcomes New York State Governor Kathy Hochul. The governor details plans for free bus service in New York City. Listen to Reaching Out with Greg Floyd this Saturday, 2.30 p.m., with an encore presentation at 9 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Want more? AM 970 The Answer? Go to am970theanswer.com to listen live. Tune in to podcasts from the shows you missed anytime you want. Learn more about our advertisers. Join the AM 970 fan club and sign up for events. am970theanswer.com. I want to introduce you to a unique healthcare provider that may make your life easier called InfuCare RX. Under the watchful eye of my good friend Devin Patel, founder and CEO, InfuCare RX is a leading nationwide specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. If you're currently in need of infusion services, whether IV or sub-Q infusions, InfuCare RX can offer a positive lifestyle change by providing these services in the comfort of your home. Rather than from a clinic or hospital, patients of InfuCare RX have access to their full clinical team via phone and digital access 24-7, 365. Speak with your doctor and see if you're a candidate for the safe and convenient at-home infusion services of InfuCare RX. To review the services, please go to InfuCareRx.com. That's I-N-F-U-C-A-R-E-R-X.com. InfuCare RX, improving quality of life one patient at a time. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important 
important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We're always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammons at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and it's back to school season, and many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in this position? Well, tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows them to speed their way into the legal field and make great money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I speak to the district attorney's offices often, and they are in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, and television stations are all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. And the National Court Reporters Association has partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. D-U. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Welcome back. Frank McKay here filling in for Arthur Adala. Don't worry, he will be back. He will be back. Just filling in for the day, but our very special guest today, and he's a regular here, but it's the first time I'm getting the honor to talk to him, and he is, his reputation precedes him. He is terrific. He might have the toughest job in, in the world. Uh, Chief Michael Kemper is our very special guest, and uh, NYPD Chief of Transit, and you guys all know him better than I do, but uh, he's absolutely great. Chief, how are you? Frank, thank you for the intro, and uh, good afternoon. Well, you're, you're coming back from Albany, a PBA convention up there. Uh, and anything you could tell us about that? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm actually uh, in the car. We're coming back from uh, Albany. I uh, attended the New York City, the PBA uh, convention there, uh, which was attended by hundreds of cops, delegates, uh, PBA delegates. And, you know, I look at it like it was a great opportunity for me to meet with and schmooze, if you will, with the uh, membership and thank the uh, PBA for all they do uh, each and every day. And, and Frank, trust me, they do so much good. Uh, you know, I, I know you know and our, our listeners know all cops have a very, very difficult job under very difficult uh, environment. Yet they, they do the job and they do it like no other police department in the world. They do it exceptionally. And, you know, look, what they do is all geared toward public safety and to be quite frank, it's an honor for me to be in this position to not only lead uh, the men and women of the Transit Bureau, but to tell their story, which is an incredible story. Yeah, it's just you're talking to somebody from a law enforcement family, uh, so uh, no, no one has greater respect for for uh, what you do than than I do, and uh, it's just uh, amazing. New York City police uh, are, are completely underpaid. And uh, and overworked and over risked. And, you know, by the way, chief, we have 
uh, we have a big Labor Day weekend coming up here, and you know, I got to imagine uh, you have all kinds of challenges that come along with that. Yeah, you know, Frank, no doubt. Uh, it, first of all, it's it's hard to imagine that uh, the summer's coming to a close. It's Labor Day already. It feels like, uh, you know, Memorial Day was just uh, last week. But uh, look, there's a lot going on this weekend in New York City. You know, a couple of, you know, large-scale events, uh, the Electric Zoo Festival on Randall's Island. We've got the U.S. Open uh, going on. Uh, we got uh, Juve uh, Sunday night into Monday morning, uh, which is a tremendous event in Brooklyn and Crown Heights. That's going to be uh, followed by the West Indian Day Parade, you know, one of the largest uh, uh, parades and events in New York City, maybe even the country. Uh, we've got multiple Met games going on throughout the weekend, concerts, series of concerts going on behind the Brooklyn Museum Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Coney Island. And, you know, look, I could go on and on. It's, uh, it's New York City, but look, we're, we're, uh, we're well prepared. And this is the greatest police department in the world. There's nothing There's nothing that we can't uh, handle. Chief, when you run across law enforcement from other cities, uh, do they recognize New York as, as being the most challenging? I mean, it's the largest, right? And it's the most complicated city in the country, if you ask me. And I've been, I've been to all 50 states. I've been to 80, 80 countries, uh, six continents. I, there's nothing that I've ever come across that's uh, that's more complicated than than New York City, and and certainly from a law and sta- uh, for, uh, enforcement standpoint, do you guys get the recognition from the other other police forces around the country? I think we do. I, I think that's the uh, uh, it, it's a conversation that um, I, I think if they don't, they should. How's that? Yeah, we all the police department, and maybe I'm biased, but I don't think I am. Listen, we, we write the book on policing, if you will, right? Um, a lot of what we do or most of what we do is, is replicated and duplicated across uh, other police departments throughout the country. Um, and again, it is a very, very complex police department or a complex city that uh, or job, really, uh, that we have. You know, New York City is, uh, you know, the biggest city, busiest city. There's so much going on. I just told you about a handful of events going on this weekend. There are certain cities throughout this country that, uh, you know, that's uh, it'll take five years for them to uh, uh, have events like that. But like I said, I mean, uh, it's a great police department and uh, we're, we're certainly, certainly uh, well prepared. What, what should we know as citizens? What, what could we do actually as citizens on a weekend like this? Uh, complicated, you know, uh, due to the uh, holiday and all. What what can we do uh, to make things a little better, make it a little easier on the men and women that are watching out for us? So listen, just, uh, you know, keep your eyes and ears open. Be aware of your surroundings. I say this all the time. If something uh, looks off, trust your gut. You know, let us know sooner rather than later. You know, you can call 911. The New York City subway system, there's going to be uh, an increased presence with uniformed cops around if you see a cop and something seems off let that cop know and and don't wait for something to happen and then you know second guess yourself and say ah man i i i should have said something sooner let us know let us respond let us triage the situation and uh you know that's probably the most sound advice i can give and again be aware of your surroundings since you've been on the job, what's what's been the biggest changes? I mean, technology, I mean, everything from social media, uh, our, our look at terrorism and how we approach terrorism. Uh, 
if, if you had to kind of pinpoint it, uh, what would you what would you say is the most uh, difficult, most challenging? I hate to keep using it, but most challenging uh, change that you had to deal with since you started out. So let me say this: I came on in uh, April of 1991, 32 plus years ago, yeah. and the city, the world, the police department was very, very different back then. So change is very quick. I mean, in 1991, uh, hardly anyone had a cell phone. Um, video cameras, like sources of video, were uh, were a rarity. You know, now in 2023, if there is no source of video capturing something on video, it's 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 rare. Uh, one, I guess one of the biggest challenges we, we have right now is the uh, changes in, in, in the laws um, and, and consequences. You know, we, we're not shy. We've said this before. Uh, there needs to be stronger consequences when people are uh, recidivists and, and, and commit crimes. And uh, listen, I'm not saying that everyone deserves jail. That's not what I'm saying. But some, some people do, particularly the people that are uh, arrested over and over and over again. And that's what we're seeing uh, and it's really, really unfortunate because, you know, the uh, law-abiding uh, community and in 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 the public are really paying a price on that. Chief, have there been changes since COVID that, that stuck? And are there uh, positives and negatives of, of how these changes may uh, be affecting us now? Well, listen, so much changed from COVID, right? You know, let's look at the... Uh, the, the New York City subway system or, you know, even outside the subway system, COVID was uh, w- was shocking, uh, you know, on, on so many levels. And, you know, changes in policing, there were changes, which, uh, you know, here's the good news, Frank. The good news is that, you know, things are uh, coming back to normal, if you will. You know, when looking at the subway system ridership, you want to talk about a change. We, you know, the subway system went from averaging over 5 million riders a day to almost None. I mean, there were large periods of time where the, the entire system was closed and shut uh, to people. You know, we're at a point right now where crime uh, is down in the subway system versus last year. Overall crime is down versus pre-pandemic levels, which is a good thing. And, you know, ridership is, is up. So we're at the highest point in ridership right now in the New York City subway system, averaging or hovering around that four million uh, paid rider mark daily. Uh, than, you know, than we were um, since COVID hit. So things are, you know, slowly uh, returning to, to normalcy, well, which, is a, which is a great thing, Frank. No, no doubt about it. Uh, Chief Kemper, uh, congrats on a, on a great uh, run. It's just getting stronger and stronger. And uh, keep safe this weekend uh, to all you men and women out there keeping us safe. And uh, if you want to add anything, please do so. And, uh, and yeah. thank you very much for joining us. Listen, we're uh, we're having a good year. We are down in crime. You know, all areas of enforcement are up. And listen, you know, you could have the best plans, the best, uh, uh, you, you know, leadership in the world. But he, here's the truth and here's the fact. Without the uh, men and women getting the job done, <laughs> you know, nothing's going to happen. So, listen, my deep respect, my sincere thanks uh, to the men and women in the NYPD. And who am I talking about? I'm talking about our cops who are out there every day, you know, really, really working toward public safety and doing a great job, Frank. So thank you. Chief, thank you. Amen to that. Chief Michael Kemper, everyone, uh, NYPD Chief of Transit. We'll be back right after this. Frank McKay filling in for Arthur Adala.
Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle Financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Summer isn't over yet, and Bay Ridge Honda is turning up the heat by saving you $1,500. You heard that right, $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. They've been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. They are your Honda dealer serving the five boroughs. Browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealer. Right now, get 0% APR financing and 0% down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, you'll receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your new vehicle with them. Even if you don't buy a vehicle from them, they will buy your vehicle from you. Visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The answer. Frank McKay here, back with you and filling in for Arthur Adala. He'll be back tomorrow, don't worry. But our very special guest is Jackie the Joke Man Martling. And you know him over the years as, uh, as just being uh, one of the funniest guys around. And if you don't believe me, check out the documentary called Joke Man. It is terrific. It is all over the place. It's, uh, it's exceeding expectations. And without further ado, Jackie Maltling, how are you, Jackie? Hello, Frank. That is you, Frank, right? It's not an imposter, right? No, no, no imposters. It's, oh. I'm still waiting for an imposter. Uh, hey, have, do you have imposters? You, you, ever have, you ever walk into a place and somebody said, you know, somebody called or somebody did this? You, uh, you know, everybody's, everybody's pulled all kinds of stuff over the years, but nothing really. The one time I had an imposter was on purpose. I, it was the most exciting thing in the world when we did the Howard Stern movie. You know, I actually had a guy that actually sat in the chair and they lit him and, you know, did all the stuff like they would do for a big time actor. And then all I had to do was go in and sit in the chair and do the scene. I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I stayed in contact with the guy for a while till he got more famous than me. And then I said, go to hell. <laughs> Is it anybody we would know? No, no, no. I have no idea. Who yeah, I got, it was. I got it was you. Funny. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, 
this is a very flattering. It's it's realistic. It's great. It's right on. But this is a flattering documentary. You gotta you gotta look at this. You gotta, I, did you get choked up? I mean, I want to get serious with you, but did you get choked up or did you get um, emotional when you were watching some of this or when the, you? Were... I I I did because I didn't. Aside from when we went to interview Willie Nelson, and when Ian came on the road with me for a few minutes. Ian Carr, the the producer, he uh, his company's IKA Collective, and um, I I saw the rough cut, you know, and I had never seen any of it, and I was you know my family was great and my girlfriend Barbara Klein was great and my ex wife was great, but the stuff that like Penn Jillette from Penn and Teller and Anthony Cumia, I mean there was and Artie Lang. I didn't have any idea what they were going to say or do. And I don't know, I, I guess choked up would be the right word, but I was like, I was blushing. You know, it's like when somebody's, you know, being flattering, it's, you know, it's almost easier to take it when somebody's breaking your horns. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least you can fight back. When somebody's being nice, all you can do is go, thank you, you know. Yeah, and and it was and it was all on the money too. You know, they weren't making stuff up. That's what was great. You know, it's it's terrific. Honestly, I would say this. I, I wish I wish I could bust your chops and say that it's it, it's terrible. It is great. You, they did a great job. Everyone. Do you know how many people said exactly like, like so many people said, Jack? I really like to bust your horns about your crappy documentary, <laughs> but it's so good I can't even say anything negative about it. Which is. Which is the ultimate, you know, somebody that wants to come after you and they and they're like, wow, this is this is, you know, and they didn't know what to expect. You know, it happens to me a lot of my shows. I just did a show Saturday night and, uh, you know, I, I had a killer set and, you know, more and more people come to see me. They, have, they haven't seen me in a while, but they'll bring their new boyfriend or their new wife or their new girlfriend that have no idea what to expect. And when they say, wow, I really had no idea what was going to go on, and that was the hardest I ever laughed for an hour, I mean, that's a real compliment. You know, it's one thing when somebody's been a fan for 30 years, but when you make a brand-new fan right there on the spot, you know, so I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm going to get famous again just in time to die. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. You mentioned Artie Lang. I, when he first took over that Jackie seat, and again, there were a lot of I thought Adam Carolla did a very good job, you know. And again, there's only one Jackie Maltling, right? So we're not saying it, it's a replacement. It was a different situation. But did you know Artie when he got that gig? I knew him for years before. He used to come with his friends to see me at Rascals when he was just, just out of high school. And then he came on the Stern Show a bunch of times with Norm MacDonald because he was in Norm's sitcom, and I think he owned him. So I knew him as a comic long before that. And it's so funny because people say, oh, it's so great to see you and Artie getting along again. And that's that's the absurd because I left in March and he didn't start on the show until like October. You know, there was never a harsh word between us ever, ever, except the one time I came in when, you know, we were roasting Howard and everybody roasts each other, too. So, you know, but that totally playful stuff, you know. He's just the greatest guy. He's just a sweetheart of a guy, you know. All right, well, listen, it's that's good to hear. That's always nice to hear. Look, we got a couple minutes left. Uh, I don't certainly don't want to give you the bums rush here, but tell us anything else we should know about Joke Man and where it could be watched, where people could see it, download it, or or whatever. Well, uh, the easiest way to find the links 
<clears throat> this is very easy, is jokemanmovie.com. And the name of the documentary is Joke Man. So if you go to jokemanmovie.com, it shows all the links. It has, it has links to all the reviews so you can read about it. And that's got the whole thing. And, of course, the link to that and the link to everything is on my website, jokeland.com. And, uh, and, you know, so many people are just loving this. So they want to turn people on to me. So I've been doing a real lot of these cameos, you know, cameo.com. Yeah. And people sign up for them and like, uh, like, uh, tell my grandfather, you know, a few poop jokes and tell him some old people jokes and tell him who you are because I want him to be turned on to you. And, and I do like three or four or five a day. And I just tell a few jokes and send them out and, and people are loving them. So that's a, been a great way to spread things around. I've got like 155 star reviews. And what really freaks people out the most about me is I started a dial a joke on Long Island in 1979 to promote comedy when we first started it. And it's still going, 516-922-WINE. Crazy. I just went out to L.A. and did a podcast with this really popular comedian, Bert Kreischer, and I didn't really know him, and we did like two and a half hours, and he told me when he was a kid in Philadelphia, when he was 10 years old, him and his brothers used to lock the door and call 922-WINE. <laughs> <laughs> and he's no kid. He's 50. Yeah. You know, I, but I'm a lot older. He's a whole nother generation after me, you know, but I love those stories, you know. All right. You're not kidding. Uh, listen, I love Joke Man. Uh, the documentary is fantastic. Congrats on it, uh, Jackie. And thank you very much for being here. Uh, one last thing. If anybody wants to say hello, jokeland at AOL.com. I answer all of my email. Jokeland at AOL.com. And I look forward to seeing the guy who's kicking you out and taking his seat back. And we'll be doing the show with him, and he'll be a, a distant memory. <laughs> Jackie, I love you, Frank. You know I do. Love you, Jackie. And Jackie, the joke man, Martling, everyone. Frank McKay, once again, filling in for Arthur Adala. We want to thank everyone for, for joining us. Arthur Adala will be back tomorrow. Our guest uh, today, we're absolutely uh, Thankful for all of them, Aaron Moriarty and Jackie Martling and and Chief Kemper and and, and of course uh, Congressman Andrew Garbarino. Frank McKay signing off for Arthur Adala Power Hour. We'll see you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.